So. Got it. Yay. Okay, so we are Mother Milk, and I'm really excited. Today I'm with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank you for, for joining us, and thank you for sharing your story. I'm really excited to, to hear all about it. Um, so tell us who you are and introduce yourself. All righty. So I'm Elizabeth, and this is David, and we are, of course, going to get super fuzzy now. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Okay, there we go. Um, and I am a mom who did not have a traditional feeding journey. Let's call it that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we can hear your tapping. You're tapping, David. Sorry. Sorry, I have to. Yeah, you have to burp him. It's all part of it. It's part and parcel of the whole thing. Um, Okay, wait, so so who are, wait, so sorry, just say again who you are, just so that we can all hear. You had a very untraditional yeah. feeding journey. Exactly. Okay, great. Uh, so let's dive right in then. Okay. Remind me question number one. You just have to remind me the questions. Yes, of I did course. <laughs> I really did. Question number one is what, what has been your feeding experience? What has okay. been your feeding journey? So I actually assumed that I just, I just always assumed that I was going to be able to breastfeed. I really and truly never thought anything else. You know, they keep saying, ask your mother, like, yeah. you know, what, what was her experience like? And my mom was awesome. Yeah, my mom was really open, had no issues. Um, and I was very similar to her in a lot of ways. And she breastfed both me and my brother for a year. So wow. I just assumed, okay, that's what's going to happen. Um, and then- And did you know that? Did you know that from stories? Did you know that she breastfed? I'm just, no, this all, is all like already, already I'm like, oh, this resonates so deeply with me. Um, but yeah, you asked her and she was just like, yeah, it was fine. Super easy, chill. Exactly. You yeah. know, she said that she, there was no TV overnight back then. So she used to just count the, the tiles in the, in the room, in the living room as she walked back and forth all night with us. Oh, wow. But other than that, she said it was, you know, it was fine. Um, but then come, you know, we had a very traumatic birth. Um, I was, I was induced and it took, a, I was in labor for four days. Wow. Um, we were in the hospital for six, for six oh. days. Um, and then, and yeah. And then he was born though with fluid in his lungs. So they took him very quickly away from me. Um, his dad went with him and they, and I remember like afterwards they were like, the nurse didn't even ask me about breastfeeding. She just said, do you want to give him, um, was it? She goes, Similac, Materna or Enfamil? I said, no, I said me, <laughs> you know? And hey. she was like, well, he needs to eat right now. And I was, I mean, I've been awake for like 30 hours. I really had no kind of clue what was happening. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember, I was like, no, you're not giving him formula. Like he's the first thing, the first thing he eats is not going to be formula. And she was like, well, then you have to give us colostrum. And I was like, well, how do I do that? Like, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> right. Um, and the nurse literally just said squeeze. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was like, uh, and okay, like squeeze not. and like left the room or like, she, just had, she was not the best nurse. We had other really great, we had other really great people like that helped us. But the, the final one during when he was actually born, she was horrible. Oh. But, um, anyway, so this student nurse and Adam started squeezing me. Wow. And How was student, that for you? I, I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. Look, stuff's coming. I was oh. so tired. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> I was so tired. I had no idea what was going on, but I was like, I don't want my son to have formula is the very first thing that he eats. Um, yeah. And so, 
think, you know, they got enough. We were okay. We're like, okay. And at that point I just needed to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. I got to meet him. I got to do all those things. Um, and then from there, you know, I just assumed, okay, once I got rested, it'll, it'll happen. Um, and it still wasn't. And it turned out he also had a tongue tie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so we spent the first couple of days with Adam essentially milking me and, <sighs> you know, trying to that's deal with the love. tongue tie. Oh, that's such love. It is. It is absolutely Commitment love. and dedication. Um, you know, putting that into a syringe and try, and we were, I was like, okay, the reason I can't breastfeed is he has this tongue tie. We'll get past that. Right. Um, you know, and I also knew that being a type one, a 41 years old and a type one diabetic meant that there were going to be times that potentially I was going to have issues with my milk coming in. I never thought that, again, I never thought that I wouldn't breastfeed, but I thought it might take a little bit of time for my milk to to really come in. Um, and it did. So once we got home, we did work with a lactation consultant who was not the right fit for us. Mm. Um, you know, she was very militant of every three hours from the time that you start feeding, um, and things like that. And it was very, um, just very hard, you know, and I was like, you know, I wasn't overwhelmed. I was keeping it together, but I was just too much at one time, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, um, it is. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot to take in. And, and so, be- so at this point, you were you were feeding him colostrum um, just by like hand expression. Yeah. Exactly. But then we realized we weren't giving him enough. Um, so we I know I know, honey. So we uh, so we did. We, we ended up supplementing with Similac in the hospital. And I had no problem with that because it was a choice that I was like, okay, it's right. just taking a little that bit you made. My, my, yeah. it was a choice that I made thinking that my milk just needs to come in right? Right. and then we'll be okay. He was induced. Right. He was a little bit early, yep. all these different things. An, an informed choice. Yeah. yeah. I did not like that. The nurse did not, she didn't even ask if I had colostrum. She just automatically said Similac, Materna, or Enfamil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's I an was, important point. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just very like, whoa, like at least give me a choice. So that was, yeah. So anyway, so then we started supplementing and then it took about three weeks, I'd say, until I really had milk. Wow. Um, and we were supplementing with that. And every day it got a little bit less supplementing, a little bit less supplementing. Um, but what nobody had told me was that you can buy hands-free pumpers. Um, we yes. just bought a pump at Maccabi, again, not realizing that I wasn't, you know, um, and we kept trying also, that was the things we kept trying with, with, with brush shields and I kept fighting him to like, to latch, uh-huh. um, and to do all those things. Cause it turned out that as my milk was coming in, I also have flat nipples. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Right. Right. <laughs> um, never did my research on that. Um, <laughs> and he was just, it was ending. It was horrible. Yeah. You know, he was crying. I was crying. Like yeah. I the lactation consultant kept saying, just keep doing this, just do it over and over, you know? And I'm like, okay. Um, it was just, yeah, it was hard. So between that, um, and waiting for my milk to come in and we, I got a pump at Maccabi. And so in between trying to feed him, I was sitting there holding a pump one at a time, one side at a time. Wow. Trying to do it. Um, which then means that like the whole process just takes longer and is so cumbersome and my entire day became trying to get him food. Yeah. Yeah. And just sitting on the couch because you can't really do anything else. Right. Right. <sighs> wow. So, okay. So, so then, and then like, is that where, 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 how did your feeding journey continue from that point from, you know, so getting the pump 
having, you know, one side at a time, you know, how did it, how did it progress from there? Um, it was a lot of Googling, a lot of trying to figure out what was, you know, like all these women are saying like, oh, I had no problem. I, you know, I'm an over pumper. I'm an over this. I'm able to, you know, yeah. and I was like, I just want to give them enough food for a day. And I was looking into a lot for, you know, like what, you know, older parents and type yeah. one diabetes and what is out there. And sorry, I'm just have to re re readjust with him. Yeah. You yeah. Know, no worries. What are my options? And there wasn't a lot out there talking about my specific situation. Right. Um, right. Cause I'm definitely old, you know, old women with type one diabetes don't have babies. <laughs> and, uh, yes, they do. Elizabeth, first of all, you're not, old, am, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm a geriatric pregnancy. Um, I don't like that term. Not one bit, but no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so it's, it really, it was a lot of Googling. It was a lot of trying to find things. It was a lot of looking for support, you yeah. know, asking my friends, unfortunately, all my friends had kids already and yeah. they were like, I don't remember I did something or, you know, things like that. So that was hard. Um, yeah, that also sounds very lonely and time consuming and frustrating and, and Corona, there was no, there was no electricity. Right. Yeah. It's, it's been, a, it was a very lonely. Ooh. Sorry. That's all right. David, uh, David's with us. I'm just, I'm giving the, the play-by-play -play to listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was, it was a very lonely pregnancy and a very lonely, you know, maternity leave because there, you know, my parents weren't here. Our family wasn't here. Yeah. Um, you know, and trying to, trying to do all this, there's, you know, no play groups and things right, like that. Right. No mommy and me kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, wow. uh, yeah. So, um, so we did a lot of that. And I, I remember, you know, the first day that I kind of realized like, wait a second, he didn't have any bottles yesterday. It was just me. I mean, wow. everything is, I give him a bottle. I do give, you know, obviously he gets breast milk in a bottle, but like that feeling of like, no, no Similac, that was a really, really proud feeling of like, okay, it's making all these hours of sitting on the couch and like focusing on taking, you know, fenugreek and moringa and milk call and eating, you know, sweet potatoes and oatmeal and everything I could, you know, think of yeah. um, that's supposed to be good for breast milk. I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, but it was like, this is going to be my life. Right. How long can I do this for? <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. It's very consuming. It was very time consuming and, and it, and it hurt like, you know, it, in the beginning, at least, like trying to figure yeah. this out and how yeah. fast do you go? Like, there's no, it wasn't clear. There weren't a lot of options. That's so beautiful that you were able to, to see your progress and recognize it and feel it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, and simultaneously kind of ask these questions of like, okay, how sustainable is this for me? I think mm -hmm. that's also important to be able to, to kind of reflect and hold both, both questions, both insights but there's such a thing of like, you have to breastfeed, you know, for a year or for the first six months. But I said, okay, my goal first was just a month. And then my goal is three months. Then my goal, now my goal is six months. Um, and we'll see from there. It's, you know, it's hard. And Adam has been incredibly supportive for this whole thing because it's not, it wasn't just a physical thing. It was also a mental. Yeah. For so sure. Like, why can I not feed my child? You know, like yeah. what's wrong that I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, also I think emotionally, I think we don't talk enough about the emotional weight that that question kind of bears and that we sometimes are yeah. confronted with as mothers when we start struggling. 
and yeah. having this perfect little vision of you, you know, of you breastfeeding your child right. and looking down and everything right. is just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not reality necessarily. Right. Right. Um, right. So was there a particular moment in time that you remember that has kind of especially stayed with you, Elizabeth, throughout this infant feeding journey? It was really like the, the moment that I realized like, okay, like he, he just went an entire day eating only my milk. Like I can do this. There was like that, like validation. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Like just in terms of the timeline, you know, um, it took, when, it took when was that? About three and a half weeks after he was born to be able to make that. And it wasn't, it wasn't like then the next day I was also okay. And then the next day I was also, it, it was back and forth a little bit. Right. Um, and then I got to a point that I could start freezing milk for him. Wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then I got sick and my supply went down. So now we do supplement again, but it was having to come to that mental, like, it's okay. Because what matters is that my son is fed. Yeah. That his dad gets to feed him as well. That's a big thing. Right. You know, right. somebody was mentioning that like, you know, their husband never got, it wasn't even the help, you know, like she never got a night off, but she also never, her husband never got to spend the kind of that one-on-one -on -one time with the baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, beautiful. And, and Adam gets that. And that helped me feel more at like ease of, okay, this is what I'm doing and it's okay. And it's the yeah. right choice. for us. I love it. I love it. And I also like this almost kind of adaptability and flexibility of mind that you're describing, right? Is that like you, you, you recognized and reached this point where like, oh, wow, there were, there were no bottles today or very few bottles today. And it was, it was all kind of for me. But then recognizing that like, okay, and tomorrow might be a little bit different and that's okay, you yeah. know? And I think, I think that's really, really important because I think, I think sometimes we kind of, when we reach this goal that we've strived to reach, if there's any kind of movement from there, we kind of, sometimes we, we get upset with ourselves or we judge ourselves, but it sounds like you were able to really stay generous mm -hmm. with yourself, which is super important because every day is so different. That is very, very true. Um, and it was also very interesting because the doctors, every appointment we had, you know, they would say, are you breastfeeding? And I, and I would say, well, I'm pumping to a bottle. Like, I'm Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, are you trying to breastfeed? You know, the pediatrician, the this, the, everybody would say that. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I just told you what I do. Right. Um, and I don't like that the same, like, there's a difference between, I would say I'm breastfeeding. I'm not nursing. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. It, That's a word even, that like, we don't even hear so much anymore nursing. Cause it's yeah. Wow. But in Hebrew, there's no real way to explain that. There's no right. difference. It's manika. Right. And you're like, okay, well I am and I'm not, but I remember also the, 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 who was it? There were two people that did, said that one was, um, the nurse at when she said, are you, are you, you know, breastfeeding? And I said, well, I'm, I'm pumping. And she goes, okay, so you're breastfeeding. And I just remember being like, thank you. Like, you're the first person who didn't like, even, you know, every doctor, everything has been, you know, questioning me. Yeah. You're the first person who did that. And the physiotherapist at, um, we're doing for his neck. Um, you know, she asked me, you know, are you, are you breastfeeding also? And I said, well, I do this. And she goes, how long have you been doing that for? I said the whole time. And she just stopped and was like, Kula Kavod. she goes, I have four kids. She goes, I tried it with the first two and I couldn't, she goes, I couldn't do it anymore. And I switched to formula with the last two. And yeah. she was like, she, and she just said, it's such a commitment that you're doing this for this long. And I said, yeah, it's really hard. 
And those were like also just two moments that were, that stood out as far as being very validating. Yeah. Yeah. That recognition and that acknowledgement that, mm-hmm. that it's hard and that you're putting in, you know, a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Elizabeth. Um, okay. And my final question is if you could go back and then we have some bonus questions because I know that you're doing some really interesting stuff these days, but my final question, which is also my favorite is if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself? What would you want yourself to know as kind of seasoned mom today tells new mom, Elizabeth? Um, just relax. (laughs) Any, Um, any, any tips on how to do that? No, I think that I actually did okay because I didn't do a lot of research into things because I felt like people were scaring me, mm. Mm. you know, where I was just kind yeah. of like, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure out what's best for us. Um, and, and we have, and, and I think that that though came with being with age. A yeah. friend said that recently that another, somebody he knows gave birth very young um, and had also a traumatic birth and all these things, but she won't let, let anybody hold the baby. Mm. She, I don't know. And I'm like, here, take my baby. You know, he said that it's just, the, I think it's a different mindset of being older, of having worked around kids for so long. Um, and it's definitely different having my own now, yeah. but I think it's been helpful overall. Nice. nice. Okay. That's good. That's, that's good advice and, and, and something to, to kind of hold on to. Um, okay. So now I have to ask, tell us, because this is just so cool. Tell us what you are doing these days. Okay, so I am the head of customer care for Else Nutrition, which is a new um, baby baby nutrition on the market. In the tell market, tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what is so special about this um, infant feeding. Um, so we don't yeah. have the infant formula yet, but that is we're working on that. But basically, everything is based on um, the majority. Uh, they actually did. They 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 created a new clean processing technology mm-hmm. um, and it's globally pa- patented, which is actually kind of cool. Yes. Um, and it's focused on three main things, which are tapioca, almonds, and buckwheat. Those are the three uh, main ingredients of every product. Our infant for our, sorry, to- infant, our toddler formula is 92% those things. Our kids shake is 95% those things. Wow. And every, everything else in it are, are ingredients that I can pronounce. Wow. Amazing. So is it, is it like, is it organic? It's organic. It's completely plant-based. It's non-dairy, non-soy, non-gluten or gluten-free, sorry, no corn syrup, no GMOs, organic. Uh, what else are are we kosher? Uh, wow. And tell us the story behind it and then tell us a little bit about how you got involved. Cause it's, this is just like, this is a game changer. Yeah. It's really, it's pretty awesome. Um, so one of the co-founders, his name is Oreo. His granddaughter was, I don't know if she was officially diagnosed failing to thrive or what it was, mm. but nothing was working for her and she wasn't thriving. Um, no formula. She was on the regular formula to the hydrolyzed, to the partially hydrolyzed to the, you know, all the different levels of, you know, medical formulas out there mm. and they weren't working for her. Um, and he remembered a kind of old grandma's uh, recipe that was based on almonds, buckwheat and tapioca. Wow. And he started working on that. And she is today a very healthy and strong and wonderful little girl. I think she's around 10 or 11 now. Wow. Um, but from that is where this whole idea was came out that, you know, 
formula doesn't work for everybody. And right. what's right. another option and what's a cleaner option? Yeah. Wow. I love it. And I love, I love that it's kind of, um, you know, I love the backstory. I love that there's a, a, a personal story behind mm -hmm. it. That always yes. is meaningful to me. And how is it for you, um, you know, working there now with infant feeding being something so relevant and so, <laughs> you know, like literally close to home? How does that kind of affect your work and how you approach it, I guess? Really amazingly. Um, I look at it's, it's, I say that now having, having a child makes me better at my job. Mm, yeah. Say more about that. I can, I can understand the concerns, you know, when parents call and they're panicked and I can't figure out how to get my child to eat and what's going on versus the questions that they're asking. Um, I definitely can empathize more with it now. And I look at things differently now. Yeah. I look at things as, you know, what's going to be good for David versus what's going to be good for me. Mm. Um, and I think that, uh, it was interesting when they, when I, I, I joked that I thought not having kids was actually almost a negative for them hiring me you know, during the interview of like, they wanted somebody who had that mindset. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely the right person for the job and it was great. But, um, you know, I, I joked how much I liked that, right. You know, that they were family focused, that that's what they were looking for things, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just been, yeah, it's been, it's been good. And learning from these, you know, looking at what these moms, some of these moms are going through and I should say moms. Yeah parents, grandparents, caregivers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so tell us a little bit about kind of how it's been, especially if you're kind of, you're the, the touch point with customers and things like that. Like what, what have you learned from hearing about caretakers experiences that you can kind yeah. of shed some light on for us? <laughs> There's some really, really amazing people out there. Mm. You know, when they describe their story and how specific they're being, Mm. You know, like I only do this and then I have to do this and you have to be careful of this. And the time frame is like this every day in order to keep their child healthy. Let's say it's a food allergy. Mm. Um, that's amazing. Um, and, and overall, it's been really interesting. I think hearing how moms are looking for different foods, how the frustrations that they have with some of the formulas out there with the ingredients that are, off, you know, the main having, you know, sugar be the number, you know, the number three ingredient, or corn syrup be the number one ingredient. Um, you know, there's, I think a lot of frustration. Mm. Um, there's also a lot of, uh, I think validation, you know, I, we all, I, I do also have something called medical testimonials with mom, you know, do video calls like this with moms who are, whose children have had horrible, not horrible, but like different medical issues yeah. that switching to Ellis has really made a big difference on from stopping seizures, wow. you know, wow. to, to all these different, you know, things you're just like, wow. And to know that I'm a part of that and helping make kids healthier. Um, and helping guide parents to making, you know, choice, the right choice for them, giving them right. the information. I like That's that. Amazing. That's amazing. Wow. What a, what a gift to be, to be a part of that and to get to hear those stories. I can mm -hmm. speak from personal experience. Um, and wait, so, so what's the timeline for, you say now that there's the, the toddler uh, formula, when, what's the timeline for the infant formula? So that is going up for FDA review. Um, which is a whole process that I'm, I've learned all about. Um, I never, never realized, like, I mean, you know, things are so in depth, obviously, if it's going to be FDA approved, but, uh, <laughs> but, but now, now you know, know like now you're like in the weeds of it. Exactly. Um, so it's going to be, the estimation is about a year and a half to two years, but again, there's been delays due to Corona and different sure. issues, and, you know, so right. that would be the goal. Um, but that'll be a game changer because, you know, there's, hasn't been a major change in the infant formula since like the turn of the 20th century right, when right. toy really came out. Very exciting. Very exciting. 
Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. It was such a treat to hear your story and hear what you're working on and get kind of sneak peek information on, you know, what what's ahead um, in the field of infant formula. And and I'm really delighted that that I had this opportunity to hear to hear from your experience and to have David with us. <laughs> And thank you for being patient with him being with us. I've, I've enjoyed this, but I know it's probably the easiest. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it was a true, true delight. Um, 